live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Modern Feminine Conversation. I'm Amy Granat, your host, founder of Strong Soft Wild Programs for Feminine Embodiment. So glad to be with you today. Today I am doing part two of Healthy Feminine Energy. So if you missed the first show, I highly recommend going back. I will mention the first four that I talked about, um, but I'm not going to go into detail, obviously, because I did that last week. But I highly recommend going back because I, I go kind of a deep dive into each one and give you some action that you can take around them so kind of how to work and improve the health of that particular energy for those particular things so I highly recommend going back and listening to that so thank you all so much for being here Um, I want to tell you about a couple of things I've got in the um, going right now number one I just launched a new program um, and you can go to strongsouthwild.com to see that it's called the energy reclamation project And it is an eight-week program of personal coaching, and I will be doing some group coaching in that as well, working on energy. So this is physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energy. So we're covering all of the bases because you are a whole person. So we're working into that for eight weeks, and it's a real, it's high-level coaching. It's a deep dive. We're working on, again, like the physical body. So yes, we are going to be talking about food. I am a nutritionist, so we're going to be talking about food, nervous system, but then we're going to go into some of the emotional, uh, mental, and spiritual sides as well well um, because what I've found in practice is that when we cover all of those bases my clients just get they gain so much more ground they get so much better so much faster they hit their goals much faster it's just a completely different approach as opposed to just sticking with diet and diet of course is part of my heart and we always work on it and it's always something that is necessary to support the body but when we go into those other things it's just a totally different animal so this is online as well as in person so you don't have to be here to join the program so that's at strongsoftwild.com under services it's the energy reclamation project number two next month in april we have the second retreat of our masters to wholeness program it is a five-part series. Some people We do have some people who've signed up for the whole year, um, but you can come to each individual retreat season. So our next one is in April. It's spring. It's in North Carolina, just outside of Asheville in the Blue Ridge Mountains in a beautiful location. Um, for spring, we're following the seasons. For spring, we're going to be focusing on anger. That's the emotion. But then also birthing and vision. This is 2020. Clear vision is kind of a big deal this year. So those are some of the things we're going to be focusing on. We're going to dive deep into feminine energy. We're going to dive deep into ancestral healing. And this is another very high-level um, work environment. So we are really going deep into the different areas of your life again to help you master your own wholeness. So if you're interested in that, you can go to masterstowholeness.com and click on the program page and it will tell you more about the spring program and how to get signed up. We is It is limited to 20 spots um, so that we can keep the environment intimate since we are doing such deep level work. So those are the new things on the agenda right now. So you can head on over to those sites and check that out. All right. So getting back to our topic of the day, healthy feminine energy. So I talked about this last week again, so I'm not going to go dive deep into the first four, but I'm going to tell you what those were and what I covered. So last week I covered your thoughts and emotions are balanced. You speak your truth in a loving way. You don't feel flighty or ungrounded. And you feel a sense of softness in your body. 
So that's what I covered last week. I de- I went in deep on each one of them and gave you just some really good ideas of what that means and how to start developing a healthier form of those if you feel like that is unbalanced for you. If you feel like you're maybe too much in, you know, and in, in the masculine energy there. And I talk about that last week, so I'm not going to go into that again. But so definitely go back and listen because I think incorporating all of eight of these, these are from Jake Woodard. Um, you can follow him on Instagram. He has lots of great stuff about masculine and feminine energy. Um, so this is a post from him. But I thought it was a very good thing for us to discuss because we have discussed some of the toxic traits of feminine energy. So it's important for us to also discuss the healthy side and how we can develop that better. So what I'm going to cover today are number one, you are receptive. Number two, you have strong boundaries. Number three, you're in tune with your heart and intuition. And number four, you feel connected to the flow of the universe. I know these are kind of weighty topics in a very short amount of time, but you know, I'll give you at least, at least some sound bites for each one of them so you can kind of start working into these. I love that we're actually going to start with you are receptive. So receptive means that you can receive. And I have talked about this on so many shows so far. Um, if you've listened to the shows with um, my dear, dear friend Janelle Hoyland and I, um, she's actually going to be coming back on, I think, in a couple of weeks. Um, we have talked about being receptive, being able to receive, because it is such a challenging thing for us, especially as women, to receive. And that is actually the feminine energy. Masculine is giving energy. Feminine is actually receiving energy. And we're almost kind of taught the opposite, that we should be giving, giving, giving all the time and not receiving. So if we receive, then we're being selfish. Um, But it's actually such an important aspect of who we are to be able to receive, to be able to receive love, to be able to receive help, to be able to receive acknowledgement, to be able to receive a compliment. How many of you out there can receive a compliment? A good friend of mine her name is Ashlyn. She does this really beautiful self-help um, or self-love program. She lives up in Montana. And I saw her post something the other day about, you know, how many of you get all like flustered and like super uncomfortable taking a comp- or receiving a compliment. And a lot of us do. We're not able. If someone tells you, you look beautiful or I love your outfit today or um, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> whatever it is that they're complimenting you on. It's usually, you know, that's usually kind of the go-to. So when they're complimenting on, when we don't, we don't receive it. We, you know, like if someone compliments your outfit, instead of saying, Oh, thank you. I love this outfit too. Or something like that. We immediately go to, Oh, well I got it here and did it. And we kind of go there. And so we almost deflect it instead of being able to receive that amazing energy that someone's giving to you. So receiving that into your body, receiving that into your soul, to your spirit is so important. The receiving is such a critical thing. So think back Think or just think through your just life in general and how often you receive, how often you are able to receive help. So let's say it's, you know, it's an emotional thing. You've, you've got some emotional things going on, you know, some kind of maybe trauma or traumatic event and you need help. Um, number one, are you asking, are you letting people know what your need is? If it's not something you can fulfill within yourself, but number two, if they're providing that help for you and providing is a very masculine thing, if they're providing the help for you, are you able to receive it? Are you able to receive it's, I know it can be really challenging, but can you receive help? Can you receive criticism? That's a whole other one. Can you receive criticism? Can you receive feedback? 
what, where are you at with that? Or are you, do you immediately put up walls because you don't want to go there? I know it's hard. It doesn't feel good to get criticized about something, even if it's from, even when it's loving and it's something that someone's pointing out, even when it's loving, it sucks. It doesn't feel good, but can you receive it? Can you receive love from somebody else? Can you receive attention? All of those things are part of being feminine. So my practice for you this coming week is if someone offers you help, that yes, you might be able to do it yourself, but would it be easier if someone helped you? Then you then receive it, receive the help. You know, if someone offers you, you go in to get your hair done, something like that. If someone offers you a beverage, receive it, receive that from them. You know, if someone gives you a compliment, say thank you. Don't deflect. Don't try to push it off onto, you know, where you got your outfit or whatever it is. Don't deflect, say thank you and leave it at that. Don't even try. I know and you're going to want to, you're going to want to add to it. But just say thank you and see if you can stop yourself from justifying, you know, your thank you. You don't have to justify it. You can just receive that energy. It's okay. You don't have to try to explain why you're receiving it, why you're just saying thank you. You don't need to explain it. Just say thank you. I know it's challenging. So those are some things you can do for receiving this week. Number two, strong boundaries. This also goes partially with receiving too, but strong boundaries. The one I would really, there's lots of different things that we could talk about when it comes to boundaries. And boundaries is really at the, at the core. And, um, you know, Brene Brown does a lot of really beautiful work on boundaries. But at the basic, and one of the things she says is boundaries is really just saying what is and what is not okay for you. That's it. It's really that simple. So it could be what's okay for you in a relationship, what's okay for you or, or not okay for you in a business situation. Um, it just, it doesn't matter what's okay or not okay for you spiritually and mentally, emotionally, whatever it is that's coming up for you. It's really just saying, yes, this is okay for me or no, this is not okay for me and putting a boundary there. So obviously there's many different directions we could go with this. And the one I want to the one I want for to go over in and kind of have you work on this week is owning your no. So being able to say no. Again, as women, it's very challenging. And this goes with receiving too and not giving all of the time. So we have a hard time saying no. Um, we, tech, we tend to say yes, even when we mean no, when we really don't want to do something uh, because it's just going to be even though it's like we might want to be helpful to that person, but you just, you can't do everything. You just literally can't. Again, when we talk about the leaking energy, the burnout, the levels of burnout that we have, part of it is because we don't say no. We say yes to everything because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. We don't want to make them feel bad. We don't want to make them feel not important. Uh, we don't want to make them feel less than. Um, but your needs are very, very important. So if you are saying yes to everything and not putting up appropriate boundaries and saying no, where you should be saying no instead of saying yes to everything. I shouldn't say should. Um, like I just should it on myself. <laughs> you don't have, you know, you saying no is so, so, so important. I don't, I'm getting all tongue tied about this one because it's such, it's something I see all the time. And it's something I've struggled so much with myself. I used to say yes to everything. And just recently, really, I've really started to understand on a different level, like more inside rather than just like logically understand the need to say no, but in my body, understand why saying no or saying 
um, you know, if someone says, hey, can, do you have some time to talk? And I know that I could fit it in, but I can't really give them my full attention. I don't have a lot of time and it feels like an energy dream. But I know if I say, yes, and can we maybe do it tomorrow? Um, I've got more time. I can give you my full attention and how good that actually feels. And and for the most part, people are pretty receptive towards that. Sometimes they're not going to be. And again, when that happens, that has nothing to do with you. It's their own stuff because you've got to take care of yourself. Um, But it really does just this freeing feeling to say, I am in control, freeing feeling by being kind of in control of my own life and making decisions based on what I know is best for me. And if it's best for me, it's going to end up being best for everyone involved. So owning your no is huge when it comes to boundaries. And again, being able to say that um, in a place in from a heart space too, from an open heart instead of being really contracted, that's also really challenging. So we tend to, when we have to say no to someone, almost kind of shrink back like, oh, how are they going to take this? I don't really know what to do do here I don't know if they're are they going to get upset and those things might still be going through your head and that's okay um, because you don't know how people are going to respond but you have no control over how someone's going to respond to you saying no that's just the reality so if you're always trying to say yes in a way you are trying to control the situation And I've talked about this before with people pleasing. If you're always saying yes, you're trying to control the outcome because you're concerned with someone being upset and not hurting their feelings. And maybe their feelings are just going to be hurt. And again, that has nothing to do with you. It's something to do. It's their own stuff coming up, why they're getting upset because you have to say no to them. Because again, you can't say yes to everything. That's the biggest one for boundaries. I would say to, to really kind of hone in on and focus is The next thing that comes up, hopefully this puts a bug in your ear. The next thing that comes up that you're asked for, asked to do, asked for your time, whatever it is that you really know in your heart of hearts, you need to say no to, and you're trying to say yes, I want you to say no. Keep yourself open. I know it might feel uncomfortable. It might feel a little bit scary, but say no to that thing and just see how you feel just notice notice what comes up do you feel uncomfortable do you feel upset do you feel like you want to change your mind really quick and tell them yes and you know I just changed my mind I just yes I'll just I'll just do it notice how you feel if that starts to feel uncomfortable if you feel anxious or anxiety if you feel edgy or you know just notice how you feel about it Um, and then continue to practice saying no when it's for the best when it is the best thing for you to do and you know that you need to take care of yourself Next is you are in tune with your heart and intuition. So this really even goes into being receptive and having boundaries. So being in tune with your heart and your intuition allows you to say no when it's appropriate for you to say no. Allows you to receive when you actually need to receive because you're listening. I like to say, and I think it was Marie Forleo who talked about this um, sometime maybe in the past year or two. If you don't know her, she's a, a big business coach. She has some fabulous stuff. Marie TV is really fun. She's out on YouTube. Um, but she talks about us living from the neck up. So we're completely disconnected from the body. We're disconnected from our hearts. We're disconnected. Not that your heart tells you the truth all the time because it doesn't always tell you the truth either. But we're also disconnected from our intuition. So if we're living from the neck up, we're always trying to think our way through everything. We're always trying to logic and reason our way through everything. And to some degree, we can do that. Men are really good at that. That's that's how they're wired logic, reason, 
That's how they, that's how they function. But as women, we really do both. We re, we rely a lot on our intuition, even though we try not to, because logic and reason is much more prized for us. So we try to kind of shift into that energy, which is a more masculine energy. But again, if you're feminine wired, your intuition is very strong. You're just probably not used to listening to it, you know, tuning into what it is telling you and you can call it whatever you want intuition higher self your soul it doesn't matter to me what you call it but it's that part of you that kind of that small voice that that leads you and guides you if you allow it to it doesn't mean you don't think about things and you don't you know be logical and try to reason things out of course you're going to do that too but you want to tap into that intuition because it's going to tell you the right thing to do. It's going to tell you the right thing to say, the right move to make. So you want to be tapping into that on a daily basis. So like a practice I have is, and I'm not always great at it, but it's something that I practice because I'm working on it is asking each day. Now I have a schedule. I have certain things I have to get done, but I always, always have open time that for other things to be accomplished. So for admin things, for marketing things, stuff like that. So every day I'm asking my intuition, my higher self, what is it that I need to, to focus on today? What do I need? What do I need to, you know, as far as business goes, what do I need to work on today? And tuning into that instead of just looking at a schedule or looking, oh, I have to get this XYZ done today. It, do I really need to, or can that be scheduled in at another time? So I ask myself literally every day, what do I need to work on today? And sometimes I don't hear anything. <laughs> I just wing it. But usually if I feel like I wing it, I'm kind of, I'm kind of figuring out as I go anyway, and I'm, I'm kind of listening but some days I get like a really strong urge to do something really specific. And so that's what I'll focus my attention on as soon as I can get to that. So that's part of my practice of listening to intuition in in just a kind of a simple thing is what should I focus on today? What is it that I need to do today? And of course there's a larger, larger whole of your life where you can incorporate this as well. But sometimes it's easier to just focus on one small thing. Maybe it's in your relationship. Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe there's something going on there that that's um, stuck or frustrating. And so just start asking yourself, you know, digging into your intuition. What, what's going on here? What do I need? What, what do I need to focus on? Is there something I need to do? Do I need to just let this be? Do I need to go with the flow and not try to force anything and not try to make something happen? There's multiple different things that you might, that might be coming up for you. So just get in tune. This takes some listening. This is not something where you just, you know, it's just kind of, well, as you, as you practice, it, it kind of comes to you all day long, but it's best to just start by sitting with some time and listening. You don't have to sit for hours in meditation to do this. You can take five minutes on something that's coming up that you just don't really know what to do. Maybe you just don't have an answer for, and you just start asking and you just keep asking until you feel confident in what's being said. And sometimes you're going to be like, what? I don't really know if that's the thing that I need to be doing here. Um, just, you know, follow your gut, follow your gut instinct. That's part of your intuition, follow your gut and just see what happens. And then finally, I know we're going to make this kind of a short show today. Finally, you feel connected to the flow of the universe. This is another one that can mean multiple different things. So you can kind of think of the, the universes in multiple universes. Like you've got the universe of yourself. You have the universe which incorporates your career. You have the universe which incorporates your friends and family and other connections. And you've got the collective, you know, maybe maybe your community. And then you kind of keep branching out and branching out and branching out and branching out. And then 
you know, on the whole, like your connection to universe, source, God, whatever it is you want to call it. So I kind of think of it as in layers. There's multiple different layers. And so being connected to the flow of all of those different layers in that full spectrum to me is being connected to the universe. Um, so you can think about that. What's the flow in the universe of your career? What's going, are you in flow there? Are you constantly coming up against brick walls? Are you constantly beating your head against the wall? Are you, do you feel a lot of resistance there? Anywhere you're feeling a lot of resistance is obviously the opposite of flow. So in your business, in your work life, if there's somewhere you're, you're, you're coming up against a lot of resistance over and over and over again, there's some kind of block there. So again, that's where you can go to your intuition and to God's source universe and literally ask what what is blocking me here you might need to go work with somebody on this so you could go you can work with me in the energy reclamation project you can go work with someone who does you know specifically like business mentorship and find out where your blocks are because sometimes you can't see them sometimes a lot of times we can't see our own crap we just we are too immersed in it it's up to our eyeballs we can't see past it so we need someone to kind of help dig us out and and show us where the blocks are where we're why the resistance is there is it something new is it something that we've been dealing with a long time is it something we were born in with there's multiple different avenues so where is the flow in your business being blocked then go into your relationships. Where are you feeling resistance? Maybe with your spouse or a significant other or with your children. Maybe it's with your parents or a sibling. Where is the resistance at? Where are you feeling, again, contracted instead of expanded? I talked about this last week. Where are you feeling kind of contracted in and closed in on yourself instead of feeling expanded and leading from that heart center? Again, leading from the heart, leading from the intuition. That's open. That's an open heart. It's almost like you can feel your shoulders pull back when you talk about leading from that space and finding a way to get in flow in your relationship as opposed to the resistance. So if you're contracting in, like again, like almost kind of closing up on yourself, that means there's resistance there. And there's there's always going to be resistance. That's how we figure out how to get in flow. So it's not one of those things where all resistance just completely goes away. There's always going to be things that come up. But when you start to feel it and you start to recognize it and you start to know that it's there, then you can start to change that narrative and say, okay, where are my blocks and how can I open up flow? Then on the whole, you know, going into your community and then pushing out further of the collective, you know, do you feel connected to the flow of what's going on there? Do you feel connected to the collective? So that's like everybody. That's like the world type of deal. Where do you, where are you feeling resistance there? Are you feeling like you want to run away and hide in a hole? I know right now with all the things that are going on in the news, there's a lot of fear and people are contracting. People are, you know, going and staying in their homes. They're not going and doing what they would normally do. So there's lots of fear and there's lots of contraction right now. And that disconnects us from each other um, by saying, basically, we all need to go and we need to um, quarantine. And I know there's a lot of things going on with that right now. I'm not going to speak into that, but that's just what the feeling is. There's a lot of fear right now. And so there's a lot of contraction. So on the collective, where are you at? How are you? What are you feeling? Are you feeling the fear? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling connected? Are you feeling disconnected? connected do you feel a flow with what's going on or do you feel like you're kind of coming up against resistance and up against walls and then with your relationship with god source spirit energy whatever you know great man in the sky whatever i don't care what you want to call it um where are you feeling there and of course this largely depends on if you have a you know religious foundation a moral foundation a value foundation it depends on what what it is for you where are you feeling on the on your spiritual path regardless of how you define it are you feeling connected do you feel disconnected 
do you feel in flow with what's going on? Do you feel like you're, you're hearing? Do you feel like you're feeling? Where are you with it? Where do you feel resistance? Where are you turning your back? Where are you not understanding something and want more information? Where do you want more truth? All of those things. That's just part of opening up to flow. You know, flow has an ease about it. That's why it's a, it's a beautiful feminine energy. Flow is. So it, there's an ease about it as opposed to constantly struggling. You know, we have this idea that we're just supposed to constantly be in struggle and that that's just the human experience. And it doesn't mean that we are not going to have that. But in my view, we are not made to be in struggle all the time. You know, even when we, when we come back to the energy conversation, being in struggle all the time takes an enormous amount of energy. So if you find yourself in struggle, constantly you're constantly like tensed up in your body you're fighting against things you're warring against things you're trying to conquer everything that takes a lot of energy and it's pushing instead of flowing now are there times where we're going to push yes but even that can be in flow that can be in flow it doesn't mean that it has to be like trying to break down a brick wall we can push and be still be in the flow of it because we're moving in the right direction we're in alignment whatever that means for you, you're doing, you are in your truth, you're standing in what you know, and then you're in flow with that. So how are things flowing in your life? Do you feel super contracted? Do you feel tightness in your body all over? You know, do you feel like everything you do, like nothing is working out? That's a lack of flow. And that means resistance. And again, you may not be able to figure out exactly what that is yourself. Again, it's hard for us to see past our own crap. We always, we just can't see it a lot of times, especially if it's a pattern of behavior or a thought pattern we've had for a really long time. So it's something that we've learned culturally. It's something that we've learned from our families. It's something that we were born in with, you know, literally genetically, it's part of our wiring. We can't see it because it's too ingrained in us, but it doesn't mean that it can't shift and change because it, everything should not be in complete struggle all of the time. We're not meant to be that way all the time. We're meant to be in flow. And again, we can push and still stay in flow, but flow is our natural state. We are designed to be in flow as our natural state. All right. So I know I went through those pretty quickly today. I highly recommend going back to last week's and diving into the first four, because for me, those are like really foundational going into this week. So definitely go back and listen to that again. SoundCloud, iTunes, all the places that you can listen to the show. Uh, Head on over to the Modern Feminine Conversation Facebook page and like the page and let me know what you're thinking about about the show today. Let me know your thoughts, what you're working on, what's working for you, what's not working for you, where you are not in flow and what you're doing to try to make something different happen for yourself. All right. I love you all so much. I hope you have a fabulous rest of the day and I will see you next week.